I'm comedian, writer, and filmmaker Chuck Staten from the punk band Senior Discount. And I'm writer and comedian Brad Rohr from the Providence Improv Guild. And this is the Chuck and Brad Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 539 of the Chuck and Brad podcast. I'm Chuck. I'm Brad. How you doing, Brad? Chuck, you know how I'm uh, frugal in the dumbest way? <laughs> yeah, I sure do. Where, I feel frugal in the dumbest ways right, this week. Right, where, where I'm like, ah, I bought myself a, a seated leg massager for $130, yes. but I'm... I'm I'm gonna buy ramen every day for work <laughs> lunch this week. Yeah, because it's you know whatever. Yeah. Do you also know that my good luck before an improv show meal is two McDonald's hamburgers with only ketchup? I do know that when you do improv shows, you think it's good luck to eat three two hamburg oh two two hamburgers. Was it used to be three? No, no. It, you know what? It was it was three when I was in high school and had a metabolism. <laughs> I thought it was three when you wanted extra luck. Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. What? So, uh, so you know, for for years yes. before my shows, yeah, my improv shows, I would stop at McDonald's and get two hamburgers, both mm-hmm. of them with only ketchup. Yes, because that is enough like energy in my stomach to like do the show and be happy, but not so much <laughs> that I'd be like bloated and gross and wouldn't want to hang out afterwards. Right. Not that anyone ever asked me to hang out afterwards because of my terrible McDonald's farts, but still, right. So. Uh, and like I said, it was almost every Friday for probably four or five years. Yeah. I would go and I'd get these burgers, and it was always two dollars and thirteen cents. Wow, ninety nine cents plus seven cents tax. Live for each one. Live stuff is back. Mm. Uh, you know, I'm performing with Kismet Improv in Pawtucket uh, every once in a while, and I stopped at McDonald's before yeah. an improv show. I'm like, I'm going to get my good luck burgers. We're going to bring the thunder tonight. It's going to be a great show. Thunder down under. Thunder, uh, thunder up under as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Three dollars and nineteen cents. <laughs> I would never notice this. I would never notice. And uh, I don't know if you want to do the character Brad voice to <laughs> show what my reaction was. Ah! <laughs> That's yeah, basically you just it. <laughs> I uh, I might be three dollars and seventeen cents. It's 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 gone like each individual hamburger has increased in price. Wow! wow. Not not. What not, do you mean each individual one? They're well, the same thing. All right. The, the price of a hamburger has gone up by 50% wow. over the past year. Well, here's the thing. This is, I thought about this today. Okay. Yes. Okay. I'll give my own terrible story. I'm going to make you. it as fast as possible. The other day, me and Gina, my girlfriend, we were kind of hungry. We didn't eat that much. She goes, let's get Burger King. We never get Burger King. That's true. I try to rarely get fast food anyway, but we never get Burger King. Do they King. still have a Lucky Charms shake there? I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I never had that. That would bring me to Burger King. But we never get Burger King. It's just it was just kind of sort of close to our house and open on a Sunday, whatever. She's like, I want a rodeo burger. I said, okay. We went there. I haven't gone in years. What I would get when I was in high school was like a double whopper, right? Okay. She's like, I'll get a rodeo burger. And I, I ordered the rodeo burger and I'm like, she's like, Oh, I, I she goes, I don't want the bacon, just barbecue sauce, onion rings, and cheese on it. So I told the guy, he's like, Okay. Then I'm seeing in their menu, they don't have a double Whopper meal. And then the thing is, I'm not even going to get fries or anything, but Gina said, I want a small fry too. And I was like, well, I'll just get a meal of mine and right. we can split a drink. Order it. I go, do you have a meal? Do you have a double Whopper meal? Because it's not on the menu. He's like, yeah. I go, okay, I'll get a double Whopper meal. He's like, what size? I'm like, 
And he said, medium or large? I said, medium. I said, okay, pull up. Pull up. How much do you think a, 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 a rodeo burger is? It's just a very small burger. Oh, like uh, probably like $2. It was, yeah, I think it's like a dollar something. Okay. He goes, and I wasn't even thinking, so this this completely crossed my, this this I didn't even think about this. He goes, like 16, 23, do you want to give a, you want to round up for, you know, children's charity he moments? Said, nope. And I said, any moment for children's charity is a moment of mine. He said, he went, that's peculiar phrasing. (laughs) Yeah. He said, I don't know what you mean. What are you talking about? But he goes, he's like, okay. So I rounded up to 17. We started driving away. Gina goes, was that $16 and change? I'm like, "Uh, yeah. She's like, my burger is like $1.50. And I'm like, wow. I was like, wait a minute. Does that mean that the double Whopper meal was $14? I was like, how much could this possibly be? And, I was I was shocked, and I think what happened was because I looked it up afterwards. I think it's because we added. I didn't know that the, the rodeo burger was like adding cheese is this much, Whopper adding oh, cheese is okay. this much. But still, because you guys are big cheese hounds, sure. Still, extremely expensive for what I you know for fast food. But this happened to me recently at Panera. Wow! Oh yeah. When I went to go, I was like, I was like, oh, I'll just get the turkey, uh, the turkey avocado bacon sandwich, and I'll get a cup of soup, no drink. They're like, okay, $18. And I was like, what? Yeah. And I said to the girl, I'm like, are you sure that's the right price? What What is the breakdown of that cost? And she was like, I know, it's crazy. So I've been feeling this everywhere recently. And what, do you feel that same way? I do, I do. It's uh, And it, and it sucks because like, yes, prices go up. I think both of us realize that. And then uh, especially during the pandemic with all these supply chain shortages and like, I, like prices have drastically increased. But to me, like 50% on these, on these piddle, piddly little items. Well, and, and it's not like these are places that are like, yeah, our, our, we were paying our workers eight seventy five an hour and we had to almost double it to $15 now. Like that's not what's going on. No, it was, it's actually, it's funny too, because, and I was actually going to ask you if this is the case. I see everywhere. Food price go up. This price goes up. Food yeah. price goes up. And they said the most expensive thing, you know what the, the new the thing that went up the most recently? What's that? Chicken wings. Oh. The cost of chicken wings. But I'm like, is that why everything's going up or is this permanent? Or is this what's the deal? Do you have any idea? Uh, I think it's permanent. Really? Uh, yeah, I, I think it's weird for places to lower their prices. I think in when there was a I, I drove back I drove by Sip and Dip, which is a local coffee yep. place. I don't know if you saw this. I did. They have a sandwich, and they have a thing outside, and it's like all our egg sandwiches, and it has like an English muffin with eggs on it. It says 99 cents. Yep. And they went over, and they put a one in front of it. Yeah. So it's, it, they doubled the price of that. Yes, they did. Is this What's going on here? Is this the cost of food? I think it is. I, all right, so I'm on the Burger King website right now. I looked up a medium double Whopper meal, $12.89 okay. before adding cheese. Add some cheese. Well, I, I don't know how to add cheese. Hang on. <laughs> add that cheese. I'm trying to add the cheese. I'm doing combo size. I'm... I'm all over the place. Yeah, Read I want to know. I want to know what it is with cheese. First of all, you need the cheese. You can't get the burger without the cheese. Whoa, says if, you. If you get a hamburger without cheese, you're not an American to me. What? You're not a man or a woman. All right. You're I mean, the gender binary is a lie. Yeah, you're all some right. kind of- Hang on. I'm adding on cheese. Yeah. Alien. $13.89. So a cheese adds a dollar. $13.89. How much is the rodeo burger? Hang on, I'm, I'm Give me still... one of these. Give me a rodeo burger. All right, I, I got a. All right, under flame grilled Come burgers. Come on, lasso the lasso me the rodeo burger. Oh geez. Put on your cowboy hat. Hang on, don't I, forget the cheese. Texas double whopper. No, no. I'm teasing. <laughs> oh, 
Oh yeah, that's it's like it's that. The Rodeo Burger, one dollar. One dollar. But I'm gonna add cheese to it. Hang on. Just the sandwich, right? Mm-hmm. Continue. One dollar. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a dollar. Cheese. Add on. I was giving him the benefit of the doubt by saying it was a dollar fifty. All right, it's a dollar twenty-nine with the cheese. So a dollar twenty-nine and fifteen seventy fourteen and thirteen eighty-nine. Yeah, I think so. All right, so that's uh, fourteen fifteen twenty. Plus tax, I guess, is 16-something. Wow. That's crazy. Uh, I, I hate Burger King. I think back to years and years ago, and Arby's would do like five original roast beef sandwiches for $5. Really? Okay. And so I'm like, well, that's three meals for me Yeah. Uh, out of $5. And yeah. so I, you know, it, when I worked at Walgreens- Yeah. Uh, so three from, meals for you. What the hell are you talking about? I'd have I'd have two sandwiches for one meal, two sandwiches for another <laughs> meal, and one sandwich for uh, a third meal. <laughs> so it's you going yum yum ah, like you're just yes. <laughs> eating half as much food. Yes. Why do you have to break everything down like that? You're so odd. Well, how, all right. How else are you breaking down five sandwiches? I think you. Should, I don't think you should split into three meals. You have one to, meal. You have, you have to. I think you should be cutting down. And having five meals. That way it's nice and uh, you clean. Know, now I probably would. Yeah, now you would. You're um, a baby. But then it went up to like five for 5.55. And I'm like, well, this is still okay. But but for a while. <laughs> well, when I, when 11 I was, cents. When I was at, 11 cents per, per meal made you look a little. It went, it went up by 11%. When I was working at Walgreens, so from July 2000 to July 2004. Yeah. Kind of my guideline, not a hard and fast rule, yeah. was I don't want to spend more than $5 for a meal at a fast food place. Yeah, I mean that's. I mean, I. I mean, I guess we're we're, you know, this is from a an ancient relic of a time. It's right. from the the before times, when I was when I feel like I was like thirteen in my mom's car or twelve, it felt like it was like a five dollar value meal. Like I, maybe it was even advertised as a yeah. five dollar value meal at some point in time. Yeah. Right. No wonder they erased the word value from it because they know they're rooking you. <laughs> Wait, is rook bad? Can I say that? I think you're all right to say rook. Is that okay? Where's that come from? I don't want to be insensitive. That's the first. Any rooks listening, I I don't, uh, you know, I'm not making a call. What do you think a rook is? I don't know, but the word I would normally say is jip. You can't say that. I know. That's what I'm saying. So who knows where it came from? And the word you would say is Jew. So you know what I mean? (laughs) It's really. Uh, Well, I mean, add a a worse adjective in front of it. (laughs) Yeah. What does rook come from? Tell me. Give me the rook. It's uh, I think we're okay to say it. I don't uh, know. Uh, it's a Eurasian. Is it corvid? It's a crow. It's a bird. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I was nervous about. It the has Eurasian. a black plumage with a patch of bare skin around the base of the bill. They nest in colonies whoa, whoa, whoa. near the tops of trees. They're a swindler or cheat, especially at games. And the the verb is to swindle the or cheat. The bird swindles. Yes. Like, is it? What do you mean by that? I, I mean the word rook has different definitions. Is what oh, I, mean. I see. Um, so Eurasian, E U R Asian. Yeah, like Europe, like Europe and Asia. Is that together? Can, can you? Can I? Can I be like that's my nationality? Yeah, I think so. I, my na- my ethnicity can be Eurasian. Yeah. Oh, like Asian American, but in Europe. Or like you have a European parent and an Asian parent. Oh, no, that's a guy. Yeah. What's his name? Blimbo. <laughs> you hated I do. I do. You I absolutely. His name is Steve. <laughs> Blimbo. I'll also say... Don't uh, you try to Americanize Plimba's name just because you don't know how to say it? Uh, yeah, that's accurate. Uh, I also feel like the McDonald's uh, value meal for like McNuggets, which is my go-to actual McDonald's meal, Yeah, I feel like that's like $12 now or $10 or, or something 
obscene for what I'm getting, especially because I don't even eat all the fries. Yeah, right. So I don't know what's going on, man. We're just uh, we're just I know trapped in our own past. I That's guess what I think I went to uh, I went okay I went to Miller's roast beef today. Oh yeah, love I, it. I walked in and I was like, Miller's roast beef is like a is like a chain in Rhode Island that I think it's expanded into Massachusetts of roast beef restaurants. And I was like, I'm gonna get a roast beef sandwich. I walked in, everyone's looking at me. Okay. And I'm like, why is everyone looking at me? And everyone was peeking at me. And I'm like, geez, I'm a real celebrity around these parts. You are. Guess why they're looking at me? Are you wearing a Miller's roast beef T-shirt? I'm wearing a Miller's roast beef T-shirt. Uh. And I walked up and I'm like, like, why is everyone looking at me? This is crazy. And then they're like, oh, you're gonna clock in? And I was like, I don't. I was like, what are they talking? These guys are fucking out of their minds. I almost <laughs> left. But then I'm like, oh, I'm wearing this shirt. And they said that's a relic of the past, just oh, like I just said. Yeah, they said that earlier. That's where I got it from. Got it. And they said it's from because now, guess what their restaurant name is? Take I bet if I gave you a million dollars to guess it, you'd never guess it. What's their name? Wait, what do you mean, Miller's? Yeah, Miller's roast beef and something. Nope, not at all. Miller's beef. No, Miller's. Nope. Keep going. Beefy Miller's roast beef. <laughs> beef is not in it. Wow. Okay. Roast Miller's. Miller's roast. Roast fries. is roast is not in it. Miller's <laughs> sandwiches and fries. I can't see your shirt. No, mine says Miller's roast beef. Oh. Mine's a relic from the past. What are you, not listening to me? I am listening. I'm just trying to figure out what's changed. No roast, Mi- no Mi- beef. Miller's uh, Miller's vegan delights. You're getting closer. Oh, it's God. not vegan, though, and it's not delights. All right, that, how am I getting closer? because <laughs> you don't have roast beef in it. Uh, Miller's. Miller's sandwiches and more. Nope. Miller's. Close. Uh, you got one of the words. Miller's math and beyond. <laughs> you got one. You got one word so far. All right. Just now. Is it Miller's? No. Yeah. Well, no, two words then. Sandwiches. Yes. And? What, what happens if you do something great and everyone loves you and now, no, everyone thinks about you? I wouldn't know. You're famous. Ah. Miller's <laughs> famous sandwiches? Isn't that weird? <laughs> D- isn't there a Jeff's famous sandwiches in Providence? They're famous and they're Jeff's, but I don't know if they're Jeff's famous sandwiches oh by, by, by license, by, by their birth certificate. So, all right. Um, but yeah, Miller's Famous Sandwiches. Isn't that strange? Anyway, go to Miller's Famous Sandwiches, a.k.a. Miller's Roast Beef. If you come to Rhode Island, it's delicious. Get some cheese, mayonnaise, tomato, It's Jeff's lettuce. Superlative Sandwiches in Providence. That's what, I knew it was a yeah. weird word. Um, All right. Um, That's so weird. Yeah, very strange. But good for them. But I went there. I said, I'll have a, a medium roast beef sandwich. Guess how much? Like $8. $8.92. Wow. Everything's going up. I think... I think you got to think, if you looked at the timeline of like food costs before the pandemic and how much they raised, you know, in periods of like, let's say, let's say, let's say the pandemic started in February. Yeah. Right. Of 2019. 20. 20. And let's say it's been 18 months. Yep. I think if you looked at all the 18 months, like, you know, the 18 months before that, 18 months before that, 18 months before that. Right. And you looked at how much food prices rose. Right. I think that from the 18 months of the pandemic, it's probably a lot more. Yes. You think so? Yes. And you think that's forever? How come? What if the pandemic goes? Well, uh, I don't know if you remember back in, oh, geez, when did gas prices go super high? I, when, yeah. when, when W was president. Mm-hmm. Um, and companies were like, well, we have to raise prices because fuel prices went up. Yes. And everyone was like, well, that makes sense. Yeah, but that's what food cost did, didn't it? Well, here's, here's the thing, though. Gas prices then went down. So fuel costs went down for places, but mm-hmm. they didn't lower their prices. Prices are only going to go up. 
No, gas goes down. Yeah, gas goes down. But like, if if uh, if you're if you're trying to buy mm-hmm. uh, a couch, mm-hmm. the couch price goes up because it costs them more to transport couches. So in 2003, they raise couch prices. Mm. Then fuel prices go down. They decrease by let's call it a third. Mm-hmm. Well, they're not. So that means it costs less to transport this couch, right. but they're not lowering the price of the couch. They're just earning more money. Is that true? Yes. But that doesn't work for gas. No, it doesn't work for gas. But so what are that's, we talking that's right. about? Well, I, I'm saying that I know, I know what you're saying, right. but I'm saying that that's a good example of that where that's not true. No, it is. It's it's. All right, you're looking at gas. Gas, which is a a cost to a business, right? No, I'm talking about the fact that that actual oil prices go up, right? And then they say the gas price has to go up because the oil prices are up. I'm then with when, you. Then when oil goes down, gas prices go down. Yes, but right companies that are paying that to are transport. Gas. I know. Yes, I know. But I'm using gas as its own example. Right, but it's that that right. that fluctuates too much in the first place. I think so, and Something also like that? and also like. You know, it's not like that's you're, expected to fluctuate. That's more expected than to a, fluctuate than more than more than a, a couch or a donut. Um, mm. Like prices have just gone up. Really? Yeah, that's really interesting. Basically, to me. everything except the federal minimum wage has gone up. I have, a question. I have yes. a question. I think I don't know if you're. I think this might prove you wrong, though. I don't know if you're ready for that. All right, Are you okay? I'd love it. I think during like World War Blank, the price of there's two numbers that can go there. <laughs> well, there was also uh, you know another one. War, you know, blank, maybe nothing, war, okay. then blank. Yep. So it could be Vietnam, I don't know. Didn't chocolate bar prices go astronomical for a while? And Probably. then they came back down? Yeah. Well, that, what are you talking about? Oh, I'm sorry that I didn't specify <laughs> a world war. Is that what's going on? Right. So you think when the pandemic's done, I, make, Burger King is going to be like, you know what, our double whopper, now it's only $6. <laughs> world is at war with covid <laughs> well is that the same though like i'll put it this way let's say we just signed a new treaty right did we sign a new you can't say let's say <laughs> hold on hold on and tell me if this part's true i'm making okay. this up too were avocados way more expensive to get before like 2004 uh maybe there was some like sort NAFTA of NAFTA or something. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. If I don't know if treaty is the right word. Right. But there was some sort of different agreement with right. uh, transporting them from Mexico to the U.S. Sure. Which is why they're way more common now. Right. But that means their price went down. Yeah. That's because, how we get be, them. because the supply went up. Right. Supply right. went up. Right. Like oil. Yes. Like chocolate. Like chicken wings. Eventually, right. the chicken wings are going to come back. I don't think pl- places are going to lower their prices when chicken wings get really? cheaper. Yeah, I, I think you know what we should do. What's track it? We know a guy. We should talk to a guy who owns a chicken wing place. Yep. And I, you see, this is so interesting to talk about because you're talking about like Burger King. Yep. It might raise their prices because all these things are more expensive. Yep. And they're not going to lower them. But what about the individual chicken wing restaurant owner who's like, oh yeah, my suppliers increase their prices by 30%. So we're going to increase our prices by 30% temporarily. Well, I, I, I don't know. Yeah. In, you know what I mean? in, independent, I, I think, would be more likely to go back down. But yeah. I think if they're like, no, we can sell this many wings at this price. Oh, our supply cost went down. Profit. Too bad. Yeah. You know what's weird about that, too? You know, you said the gas thing fluctuates too much. Yeah. You want to know another thing that's just like that? It's I'd a food. To. Let's see if you can get it. We're going to give you another quiz. Molasses. Quiz. No, it's a thing that... Sugar. When you go somewhere to eat, it's Splenda. Literally on the menu, salt. It won't have a price, and it depends like on lobster, how much, lobster, yeah, or or even uh, crab, whatever. Yeah. 
market price. That's right. the same as gas, up and down, up and down, up and down. Yep. 23, 15, 22, 17, 23, 18. Okay. Right? Yep. Just like gas. Yep. How come the other foods aren't like that? You're talking about gas and lobster. I'm talking about why not a donut? Why not a burger? Rodeo. Maybe the, uh, well, first of all, we watched that uh, the Morgan Spurlock documentary about chicken. Yeah. And uh, there's a, a stranglehold on the chicken market. No pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> First Were of you all, making I a, intended long, that a, long, a long cut joke joke? A little bit. A little bit. Um, so, so, these, so Tyson is choking their chicken. Um, I, and I think that maybe lobster is either farmed, you right. know, in quotes, in yes. a different way or, or, or supplied in a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, and the supply of chicken or beef is more stable and regulated mm-hmm. than the supply of lobster or whatever you know Atlantic salmon they're they're bringing in. Oh so. my God, you're getting me going. I asked you if you wanted me to bring you food. I went to I went already went to Shaw's today. Another local chain. This 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 whole episode is for people who are like, <laughs> yeah. what? What are they talking <laughs> about? All these li- places who like live roast beef? who live somewhere between <laughs> Chuck's house and my house. <laughs> In that one mile strip, I got a uh, two. I got two. I'm trying to be good. You know, I'm trying to eat better. Yep. Two fruit cups. One fruit okay. cup filled with strawberries, kiwi, blueberry. That's that, what I had all day today. Right. A cup for tonight. I'm going to eat right before my next podcast I'm doing with Ray Harrington. Mandarins. And I just now, I went to a, a restaurant that shan't be named and got grilled chicken nuggets. And that's it. I'm trying to eat. But you're, you know, you're trying to tempt me with Monster Mash cereal and Frankenberry and Count Chocula. Keep going. <laughs> Blueberry. Uh, one more. Fruit brute. No, yeah. there's more than that. All right, there's Isn't one there more. Yum, that. Mummy, yeah. yummy mummy. Yeah. No, there's another one. Also, like is that five? Yeah. Well, like there's Halloween Crunch, Captain Crunch. Oh, I don't. I don't buy that. There's Frosted Flakes with haunted marshmallows. And I think there's a scary Fruit Loop this year. I'm not entirely sure on that. I bought I bought honey made s'mores cereal and I start Brad, that tomorrow. Brad can't watch horror movies or play scary video games, but around October yes. he will buy the haunted cereals. <laughs> I'm too scared to eat them. Next year I'm gonna eat them. <laughs> this year you can Just only bring get, yourself to buy them. Give me give me plain Cheerios instead, please. No. <laughs> You walk in, I'm sitting at the breakfast table, I'm wearing a blindfold. <laughs> like, what's that Brad is, doing? That is hilarious. The mm. idea that you're trying to be better at stealing with scary stuff, so you start off by buying scary shoes, and next year you're going to start year, eating eat it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. It's Food pr- costs. Pretty good explosive moment. That was a good moment. That was a good explosive moment. We tried to open with an explosive moment. At first, I thought it was faltering, first couple minutes, but then we got into it. Here's the thing, though. Are groceries more expensive? They don't feel more expensive in the oh, same man. way that Remember prepared when I spent food? like $400 at the grocery store? <laughs> when, when COVID hit. Yeah. I was Brad, stockpiling. First of all, Brad read somewhere that you shouldn't wear socks anymore, so he wore <laughs> sneakers without socks. They were like rubbing against the back of his ankles. I'm just saying you just did a weird bunch of weird stuff, and you went straight to Shaw's and spent $400 on on. Just regular groceries. Like, when did I not wear socks? I, well, it was just making up a COVID thing that you oh, did. Okay, and you bought like what pizza rolls? I bought like, like prepared foods, like yeah, frozen pizza and oatmeal yeah. and all these things yeah. that would last. Yeah, sort of. Right. Uh, and, but then also like batteries and <laughs> uh, you know like stuff you should not buy at a grocery store. <laughs> yeah. Um, because I didn't want to go a bunch of places, and they were like, it's you know, I don't know if it was four hundred dollars, but it might. It was. Been. It yeah. was four hundred dollars. Yeah. 
And you were like, what the hell? Yeah. You bought you bought haunted cereal for the next two years. Yes. You asked if they had any in the back from last yes. Halloween. You're like, I don't want to come back. Uh you have any Christmas cereal? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I remember when you did that. Do you feel like grocery grocery prices haven't risen the same way that prepared food have? Uh, yeah, not not as significantly, and I'm sure there are individual items that have yeah, gone up. Sure, uh, but the stuff I buy, which is generally speaking garbage, uh, hasn't right. hasn't gone up as much. <laughs> People are listening to this podcast and being like, "These guys are such. This is what they care about." Um, it is. So what's up, buddy? What do you got going on? What's new Brad stuff? Give me some new Brad stuff. Uh, I got nothing going on, uh, with the exception of this Friday night. I'll be part of the Sitting Ducks podcast season finale. Uh, airing on the Providence Improv Guild YouTube channel mm-hmm. Friday night, uh, September something, 24th. Is it live? Yeah. Okay. Uh, at uh, at 8 p.m. Nice. Sitting and, Ducks. Uh, What's that? What is it about? It's uh, Mikey and, and Justin, or Jaybird. Uh, just, you know, they uh, they talk about their own stuff, and then they do, like, bits. Uh, you know, they've done the video contests uh, mm-hmm. oh, that, yeah, that right. I've had to make some con- stuff for that. Yeah. And then, uh, you know... Kind of like comedy bang bang, where yes. improvisers come on and play characters. Ah, uh, are you gonna play a character? Um, sort of. I, I'm an advice columnist with uh, my my friend Becca. Her last name is Bradley. My first name is Bradley. One of our video oh, right. bits was that we gave the exact same speech to accept the award for best Bradley. Yes. And uh, so we're gonna be, uh, you know, good advice from the Bradleys or something like that. And uh, you know, people will call in mm-hmm. uh, playing characters, and we will do our level best to advise them. Nice. And uh, and see where that goes. I'm just glad I don't have to do an accent or anything because I'm bad at them. Yeah, I like your accents though; they're fun. Yeah, well, they're bad. Yes, which is what makes them fun. So I agree. Uh, that's that's my deal. And then I'm on call the following week, and then I'm back at Kismet on mm-hmm. October eighth. Nice. Yeah. New stuff for me. I just came out with a new video with Tell Him Steve Dave. <clears throat> um. So what do you do with Kismet? You do like one weekend a month. Uh, you know, we we kind of sign up our availability. So oh, I see. Yeah, so it, like you were out, of, you were originally out of town one weekend. So I'm like, oh, I can do both nights that right that weekend. Right, right, right. And uh, then they had me on for this Friday, but Mark Norman's going to be in town, and yes. I'm like, oh, we have to be available to podcast with him at a moment's notice. Right, of course. And uh, so I, I begged off this weekend, and then I yes. didn't sign up for the weekend on my duty. And then looking in October, I'm like, all right, I can do this week. You know, this certain date, mm-hmm. this certain date, and this certain date. Right. Uh, and those are the ones I said I could do, and those are the it. ones I got. So cool. Yeah. So I have a new video up with Tell Him Steve Dave yep. on the Tell Him Steve Dave Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/tesd. It's a let's all go Toho the movies. Yes. Where Walt Flanagan and Sunday Jeff and get him. Let's be honest. He's part of it. Uh, they watch uh, Toho movies, the old, you know, Godzilla movies. Right. And giant monster movies. And uh, man, is it a challenging series to make. It's 100% green screen. I put them on Monster Island and uh, kind of opens with a sketch, closes with a sketch. But while and they do commentary in the middle on these movies. And uh, it was a very tough one. Excuse me. Sorry, sorry. And uh, a lot of uh, a lot of effects, but uh, really, really fun one to do, and I think it came out really great. And also, um, you know, I filmed with Tuesdays with Stories like two weeks ago, and so we did last week's episode. Then we did a bonus for last week, and then there's a new bonus up this week on the Tuesdays with Stories Patreon, and it's actually me and Mark Norman. Whoa, no Joe List, just me and Mark. And I tell Mark a very uh, you know, a fun story from my past. About the time that I got arrested for giving myself an enema in public. Yep. And, you know, if you're a Tell Him Steve Dave fan, you know that I've told that story on Tell Him Steve Dave before. 
but this is a video, so I actually included the video oh, nice. of everything that happened. Good. Which is disgusting. Yeah, you told that story at your niece's uh, confirmation at right. church. I, you know, I was just trying to get the, the ice broken. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's going to be up maybe Wednesday or Thursday this week. So it should be up by the time this podcast drops. Nice. But yeah, it's going to be me and Mark. The first time I'm kind of on Tuesdays in some way. That's great. And uh, it's, I'm looking forward to people's reactions. I hope that people like it because they could be like, I don't pay to see Chuck. I pay to see Joe. You know what I mean? They yeah. might say a thing. Um, but I'm hoping they like my story and they think it's a fun little step into the world. Yeah. Um, so I think we have some emails this week. Oh, we sure what, do. What do we got? Talk about the emails. Tell me about them. Well, we have emails uh, going back a couple weeks. Folks, email us at chuckandbrad at gmail.com or they find the email link through chuckandbradpodcast.com. And uh, we, we'd love to hear from our our, our chubies, uh, our fans of the Chuck and Brad podcast. And uh, we we weren't able to do emails the past two weeks, so we right. have kind of a backlog. We sure do of uh, of emails to get through. So let's see what we got. Uh, well, first of all, it's it's loading because I shut my laptop because the battery's so bad. Okay. Um, first of all, email from Richard. Now, a couple weeks ago, uh, we said that we were going to Cincinnati to yes. do a big filming project that has to remain under wraps. We did a big podcast about the. Uh, how crazy that weekend was. Um, but Richard sent us this big email about all his suggestions. He said, okay, this is my area of expertise. I'm here to give recommendations for Cincinnati food. Here's the problem, though. The day we were going out, which was uh, Thursday. Yes. We got to the airport late. We missed our flight. Didn't get in until midnight, so we had no time that day. We worked for like between <laughs> like 13 and 16 hours each day we were there. Yep. And then the final day... We only had until like 1.30 in the afternoon. And so we went to zero places. We had no time to go anywhere that Richard suggested. With one exception, because we did get some Skyline Chili. We did get Skyline Chili. Did he he suggest it? He did suggest it. All right, we got that. But I'm going to keep this. I hope we go back to Cincinnati. Excuse me. There There was a monstrous flea market called Treasure Mall. Malls of Treasure? Uh, something like that. Yeah, it was crazy. The word treasure was in it. Yes. I, w- I will say uh, this This email from Richard says, uh, not a restaurant, Jungle Gyms. Okay. This is a grocery store. Yes, I'm putting it on a short list of shit to do. It's ran by an absolute madman who started with a tiny fruit stand. He's eccentric as shit, and that's why Jungle Gyms is like it is. It's like someone crossed a grocery store with a theme park. There are animatronics, a beer tasting area where you can get a beer while you shop, a fire truck in the hot sauce section, live fish, wow. and the largest international section I've ever seen at a grocery store. Wow! I doubt you'll that's have time to hit Jungle Gyms, but if you happen to have time, it's amazing. Now, fun fact, Yes. I went to Jungle Gyms when I went to Cincinnati for my friend's wedding a few years ago. You went there. We went there, and How they, was it? it was insane. Like, there's a giant. I can't even picture this. There's a giant, like, uh, anthropomorphized soup can on a swing. Wow. Uh, How like, much is that to make? I have no idea, but it was appalling. Uh, and I just remember the the like weird soda section where wow. it was like every independent soda distributor where they're like this one is ranch dressing flavor. Ew. Yeah, and and I I, I feel it. like I took photos of the weird sodas. Wow. Um, and uh, yeah, it was uh, it was bizarre. So wow. uh, I I hear where you're coming from, Richard. I am bummed that we didn't get to yeah, most of these places man. because it looked like you put a lot of thought into the email, which I really, really, really appreciate. Yes, you did. I feel so bad, but we just we were in and out. I wish we had another day. Ah, it was tough. 
Um, but hopefully we go back. I yeah. mean, who knows? You know, anything we can, can happen. Go visit oh, West. and he mentioned uh, BB Bop. Yeah, this is a chain. It started in Ohio, but there's probably a hundred or so locations in the U.S. It's basically Asian food Chipotle. You get a base, regular rice or purple rice. Ooh, purple. You want purple? Trust me. A meat, other stuff, sauce on top, and it's amazing. Now that's interesting. I think that that was who catered my friend's wedding. Wow. Like I, I definitely had it's Asian called, Chipotle. It's called bibimbap or bibimbap. B i b i b o p. No, no M's. No M's. Wow. At least how how Richard wrote it. Wow. Um, because bibimbap is the name of the dish. Yeah, bibimbap. Right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I th- I think I've had that before, and it was great. Wow. I had teriyaki chicken on purple rice with uh, a very tiny amount of teriyaki sauce. I can't believe you get purple rice. Uh, you know, I was like, I've never seen this before. It's just rice. I'm watching. I'm making sure other people are eating it, not <laughs> yeah. combusting. Because you're like a big baby about that. Oh, I'm a big baby about most things. About paying 50 cents more for a hamburger. Yeah, I know. Per uh, hamburger. So yeah, thank you. Uh, thank you for the email, Richard. <laughs> the price that went up on both of them. <laughs> One hamburger, 50% exactly. more. The other one's same price. <laughs> same price for your second hamburger. Yes. All right. Yep. All right. What else we got? Let's see. We got... Uh, is it Daniel Dan- T? Dan- Daniel T. Comments on 536. Okay, 536, we talked about... Uh, talked about fighting in my win-at-any-cost Oh, yeah, uh, you attitude. said that any fight... <laughs> oh, yeah, you said you would throw dirt in someone's eyes and grab their testicles, right? Yes. Okay. Yours, specifically. <laughs> what? Oh, you were fighting me in that scenario? Yes. I. All right, so we talked about that. Just These are the things that are referenced. Uh, the idea of when I tell a story, Chuck kind of zones out. Oh, yeah. Uh, we talked about you calling Walmart to ask if they had an item in stock. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then we we kept saying, <laughs> we're like, oh, this girl. This is someone's first episode. They're like, right. what are these guys talking like, about? Like, oh, this. We usually talk about like doing cool things and film projects and comedy shows and all the cool stuff we're I doing. I gripe and, about and new, fast food prices. <laughs> and new pop culture and, yep. and big movies and our thoughts about music and comedy. Not usually about <laughs> Walmart and Burger King. <laughs> yeah. All right, here's what Daniel T says. Right. Uh, he comments on 536. He's talking about all the stuff in it. Fighting. I'd never start a fight, but I'll finish one. And like Brad, I will fight as dirty as I have to. Someone just shoving you could result in you falling, cracking your head, and being permanently injured or dead. So if I can't get away, I'll do whatever is necessary to stop someone from hurting me, and I won't feel bad about it. Right. And that was because a listener had written in and said they were uh, accosted by a naked man. By a naked man. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, Chuck's zoning out. I attribute this to Chuck not wanting to interrupt more than not paying attention because when Chuck does interrupt, it's usually to mock Brad or, oh. cra- or crack his story in some way. There's no or crack his story in some way. <laughs> Whereas when Brad interjects, it's more in a hype man kind of way, like Ed McMahon with Johnny Carson. Sure. That Walmart. makes you Johnny Carson. I guess so. Walmart, never call and ask a Walmart employee if they have something. If you're asking about something more complicated than Frosted Flakes or Crest Toothpaste, you can never trust their answers. This is not to crack on Walmart workers. Stores are so damn big with so much stuff, it's unfair to expect them to be able to accurately locate something they are completely unfamiliar with. Do you think that he's using crack because we used it in the story that week? Yes, because you uh, you almost you almost cracked someone's... Well, a woman almost cracked A woman almost crashed into me, and she stopped me, and then she was like, I almost cracked you, I almost cracked you, when she was talking about getting yes. into a car accident. Girl, because we talked about the idea of like, you know, can you ever say girl about right. someone who is over the age of like, you know, 18? Right. Because we talked about the idea of like, well, what if a 67-year-old woman is standing next to a 19-year-old girl? Right. Like, it seems weird to be like, ah, eh, there's these two women. Yep. It seems really misleading in a story. Girl. This is a confounding term. People who say you should say woman instead of girl probably think it's girl is to woman as boy is to man. But in my mind, it's girl is to woman as guy is to man. So I don't see girl as dismissive, but more as slangy for a lack of a better term. 
which is how I justify my own occasional use of girl. But I recognize that just because I don't, I know what I mean doesn't mean the world does. So I don't know. I haven't fully cracked this particular usage yet. Incidentally, I realize that gals is probably more accurate, more correct correlation to guys, but gals seem to fall out of non-jokey usage. Yours forever, Daniel. P.S. Have you any thoughts yet on what episode 500 might be? P.P.S. I started this email while charging my earbuds so I can finish from the episode. And now that I have, how can you not end every episode from now on with the Brad song? Let's explain those two things. One, sure. a listener wrote in recently and they paid a band to write a song about Brad using the listener's lyrics, which was pretty great. What's it called? Son of a... Bastard Son of a Bearded Man. Bastard Son of a Bearded Man. That's the name of the song by the... Like the polecats or the the lead pipes, sandhogs, fabulous something something sandhogs. Yeah, um, that is a great song. Uh, we should put it in the rotation for closing out closing out the episodes. P.S. Have you any thoughts yet on what episode five hundred might be? The reason he's saying that is because what we do is we'll skip over milestones. Like we'll do four ninety nine one week, then the next week we'll do five hundred and one, and we'll be like, next time we get to do a big live show, we'll make that episode five hundred. And we'll do a big thing for it. But that all happened during COVID. And so we didn't really get back into performing live shows until our last one, which was Dark Knight this summer. Yeah. And uh, now we're going to do a Halloween show. Uh, So I don't know when we're going to do 500. I'd love to do it, obviously. But at this point, it's pretty far out. Yeah. You know, we're on 539. Right. Ah, I feel like a dick. We might have to wait till 600. We might. Who knows? Daniel T., thanks for writing in, buddy. We love you. Uh, okay. Adam Carroll writes in this message. He also wrote during 5:36. This message is to Chris from Winnipeg because a guy named Chris said he was from Winnipeg and he wrote into our email to our podcast uh, during episode 5:36. I'm also in Winnipeg. Hit me up, bud. I was just very surprised to hear about another Winnipegger who was also a Chuby and an Ant. Tell him Day fan. I don't personally know anyone who is either of those, much less someone local, except for the time I saw a TESD license plate a couple years ago. I bet that was Chris. He seems like a Jeep guy. Anyway, just thought it was fun. Chuck and Brad building communities. Then he responded to his own email. Holy shit, I sent this before I could hear Brad's song. You thought it would blow my dick off because the song was so great, but it also kicked my dick in the dirt when I heard it was recorded by another Winnipegger, the famous Sandhog. Famous Sandhogs, whose music I've actually heard before. They do some pretty weird and interesting stuff. What a ride this episode was. So we'll, we'll connect uh, Chris from Winnipeg and Adam from Winnipeg after this. Yeah. Another email. Stu. Greetings from Stu, the new Chuby. Stu is a great guy. Um, and he recently got into our podcast over the course of the last like year or so. Hi, Chuck and Brad. I'm so glad to hear about all your current activities. Excited to hear about your adventures. However, I wanted to comment on Brad's parking concerns. I definitely share them. Yeah. Brad is very, uh, you know, when Brad goes to an event, if he sees a parking spot that's a 45-minute walk from said event, he will take the parking spot. I will absolutely take that parking spot. Stu continues, I always plan my trips with parking in mind. It tends to be the one item I stress about when it comes to trips. For example, I was super psyched about the Smod Castle opening. That's Kevin Smith's venue in uh, Leonardo, New Jersey. But super stressed about parking there. I have a great friend who lives in Queens. I'm doubly stressed about the trip from Jersey to get there and the mad dash to find parking. Funny thing is that as much as I stress about parking, it always works out. Keep tubing down the road from Stu. Wow. Thanks, Stu. I love that. I will tube down the road. 
I never think about parking. I know. And I've never had a problem with parking. I know. Have you ever had a problem with parking? Well, I think about uh, that play I went to that I had to park at a bar uh, half a mile away mm-hmm. and, uh, and and walk to the, the venue. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's, it's, it's weird because I feel like when we went to the Hella Mega Tour at Fenway mm-hmm. uh, in Boston to see Green Day and, and Weezer and, and the Interrupters. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a right, little different. Right. Because um, there is a, a concern of parking with, at like a monstrous venue with thousands and thousands of people. Right. All right. Uh, another email from uh, Daniel T. He writes, forget H-O-T. It's all about L-O-V-E. A lot of people write in and they say that Brad is H-O-T hot. So that's what he's referring to. Just, just a lot of lot of making fun of me. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? I think it's nice. Uh, Brad recently talked about how down he was in an episode. And Daniel writes in, Brad, I know I or none of the other listeners can affect any actual change in your life, but I think I can speak for all of us to say we love you. Thank you. Yes, there's only so much depth of love you can give someone you don't know and probably will never meet, but however much it is, we have it for you. I said somewhere on the Tell em Steve Dave subreddit talking about the show, I came for Chuck but stayed for Brad, and that's still true. I just want to say that hurts me a little bit, but, you know, Brad needs a, needs a leg up sometimes. If I had a magic wand to wave and make things better, I would. Just know that you and Chuck always give me something to look forward to each week, and I always hope for nothing but good things to come to both of you from Daniel T. Thank you very much, Daniel Very T. nice. Also, uh, about that episode from Zane. <clears throat> Hey, Chuck and Brad, I'm sending this email after listening to last week's episode and hearing about Brad's mental health. I've been going through quite a bit recently, and I've been struggling with a lot of stuff in my personal and work life. I recently went through a heartbreak that I didn't see coming, and that was really tough for me. But one thing that really got me through is new episodes of Chuck and Brad. Hearing from the both of you is always the highlight of my week, and I hope things start going a little better for you, Brad. I know the Bears losing in week one is a rough start to the season, but I, was. <laughs> but I hope they can turn around just like how I hope they did. My Blue Jays continue to push for a wild card spot. Possibly. In my last email, I mentioned football and I said I wasn't a big fan of the NFL. Being a Canadian, I've watched only CFL my whole life, but I'm getting more into the NFL this season. I've decided for you, Brad, I'll be a Chicago Bears fan. Hey, get for- ready for years of heartbreak, Zane. <laughs> Three exclamation points to that. One last thing before I go, I want to recommend the TV show Heels if you haven't already been watching. The cast is awesome and it's a great look at the struggles of indie pro wrestling. Again, just wanted to say thank you for all the enjoyment you've brought me since I've started listening about a year ago. And I hope you both have a wonderful day. Chuby for life. Zane. Thank you, Zane. Thanks, Zane. I've also heard a lot of stuff, good stuff about Heels. Yes. And we have one more email that is kind of a, uh, a follow-up to another email. Yeah. A guy named Eric wrote in. He actually lives kind of near where I live and so he's... Heard a lot about the local stuff that I have done around Warren, Rhode Island. And uh, he was writing to me about emulators, which is like, you know, taking old video game systems and using programs to play them on new systems or on arcade machines. Um, And you know what? I won't even read the email because it's kind of the same thing as he said before, but he basically is working on his own arcade cabinet to uh, showcase like all those old games. And he basically is like figuring out everything right now and he's building it. Um, and uh, he said it cost him about, well, let's see. I guess he, I guess he's still in the process of building that. But he's like, hey, if you want to build one together, let's do it. And man, oh man, am I tempted to build an arcade cabinet. But me and Eric will continue to talk. Thank you for writing in, buddy. And we are caught up with the emails. Can you believe it? No. It took a little bit, but we did it. We did it. And we gotta, I gotta remember to write uh, Adam about, you know, the other guy from Winnipeg. Yes. Um. All right. Let's see. So what else is on the docket today, Brad? What do we got? 
Well, not a lot because we have been, we recorded last Thursday. It is now Tuesday. And uh, you had a big awards event, black tie, super formal. You're drinking martinis. You're shooting olives out of belly buttons. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Out of belly buttons? What does that mean? What are you talking about? I don't really know. Okay. I started talking (laughs) and I just kept going. I was thinking about body shots. Yes. And then I'm like, that isn't right, because Marti- you don't do shots of martini. We did body shots, though. Of martinis? Um, there's well, the 90-year-old, uh, the head of the RI Press Association. Yes. We helped him lay down on a polling table. Okay, I'm with you. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, I had some... Uh, Poured martini in his bu- belly button. I had uh-huh. the orange rum. Yeah, good. Um, no, so basically, uh, you know, on top of doing like filmmaking stuff and the other stuff that I do, uh, podcasting. I also uh, write for Providence Monthly, a magazine out of Providence, Motif Magazine, a magazine out of Providence, The Bay Magazine about the East Bay of Rhode Island, and, you know, they're linked to other magazines, so I write for other magazines, too. Um, They have, like, you know, they're all part of an umbrella company, most of them, not Motif, the other ones. And so, a while back, Gina, my girlfriend and I, co-wrote an article, it's kind of more of an infographic than article, called... Uh, your guide to quarantine casual when COVID first hit. Right. And it's a picture of me and I'm all shitty and I'm all, I'm like at home. And the idea is kind of oh, like. Did you take it before you came here tonight? <laughs> Are you making fun of my hair? Just making fun of your whole vibe. What, what am I going? What's wrong with my vibe? <laughs> I'm, wearing, I'm wearing a Miller's Roast Beef t-shirt. Yep. A, a, a rare, a rare piece of Rhode Island history. Yes, a relic from the past. I got an Island Creek oyster farm. <laughs> Mesh cow- trucker hat on. <laughs> Man, I was thinking about Von Dutch trucker hats today. Those were all over the place. You think I'm, I'm less put now together than you are? No, I think you're you're always more put together than I am. <laughs> anyway, so I mean, I haven't shaved in like weeks. Me you can neither. Tell I have like a full beard. Yep. Um, but anyway, so we made this this guide, and it was like it was a kind of a comedy piece where, yeah. you know, it was me all shitty, and I have all these things, and it's it points to all the different articles of clothing I have and the accessories I have. And why I have them and why they're appropriate for quarantine. But it's all like jokes. You know what I mean? Like I'm holding a mascot head and it's a right. thing I can cry into and be yeah. private about it. Stuff like that. Um, and Gina did one for her. You know, it was the quarantine casual guide for him and the quarantine casual guide for her. And she wrote all hers. I wrote all mine. And then I put them together in Photoshop and we submitted them. And they printed it in like every magazine in Rhode Island. Yeah. And our editor loved it. Elise, she's wicked nice and she's a really big supporter. And um, we got nominated for a Rhode Island Press Award, which I've never, I didn't really, I've never been to this event before, but it was basically like an award show. Right. Um, and me and Gina were up for most unique or unexpected article. What was the uh, snoot level of this awards show? You know, it's weird. It's like, it feels a little snooty. Okay. You know, in terms of like, you're, it's basically like the setup of like a wedding. Right. Right. And the food is like a wedding food. Okay. Um, tickets were like $100 each. Wow. But the, you know, our yeah. magazine covered that because yeah. we were nominated. And, uh, it, but everyone was really nice. And it's funny, a really interesting thing happened because I went to this event. I started talking to Elise and different people that worked at the magazine. And they, they really showed me a lot of appreciation for the stuff that I do. Oh. And I think that like the articles that I write, I always wonder if they're appropriate because the Bay and Province Monthly, they're very like bright and very positive right. and very like, this is great. Look at this. Oh, our, you know, our state is great. All this stuff. 
and I do come from the direction of like this is great, but I try to make it funny. And like you know, for example, recently they invited me to this uh, very like this luxury picnic at Newport Polo, right? For press and influencers, and I was a press. Yeah, and there was all these just like hot girls there with me because it was press and influencers. And so the slant of my article is kind of like, this is kooky. Yeah. Like, this is funny. It's funny that I'm here. Like, this feels sil- like if it almost like from the point of view of someone who doesn't belong there. Yeah. And I wonder if they would want that article from the point of view of this, like, this is great. And this is, a, this is appropriate. This yeah. makes sense. Yeah. But I talked to them and they were like, we loved your picnic card. We thought it was great. And I was like... Yeah, I didn't know if you guys would like, you know, you would like it to be from the point of view of someone who feels like they don't belong and like it's crazy and weird and luxurious. And they're like, no, that's why we sent you. Yeah. That's why we sent you to it. And they said, you know, Lee's my editor. She was like, I love your pieces because you have a really specific voice that's that's different from the rest of the magazine. Right. And she goes, I want to put a picture of you next to every one of your articles and it's more about like you experiencing the thing as opposed to just an overall thing you know experience of this thing wow you're like dave barry and i was like really she's like yeah i never i never knew that i mean she's very positive when i hand in my articles she'll be like this was great i loved it yeah this was really funny and i'll be like oh cool but i never knew she really felt like that and she was she was really really nice about that which i was i don't know it just really surprised me and made me feel nice and i felt you know a little sheepish yeah and i was like oh thank you so much and uh the way the award show worked was like they would basically say, here are the nominees. Uh, fourth place is called an honorable mention. Third place is this. Second place is this. First place right. is this. And everyone gets like a, a yeah. like a, what's it called? A certificate. Cool. And we got second place in our right. category. Most unexpected or unique, um, which is cool and really nice. And, uh, you know, they had to do like these like professional photos and all that stuff. Yeah. So I don't know where those are going to be. But me and Gina went. She got the shrimp. I got the chicken. And uh, it was a really fun night. We had a lot of fun. I thought it was cool. uh, a really cool event, and I felt really good. And <clears throat> everyone there was really nice. Nice. Um, and like all the stuff about the Rhode Island Press was really interesting. There's a guy that spoke at the end, and I feel bad if anyone's listening that was there, and I don't remember who this is. And he was kind of he's kind of like one of the top guys in the whole Rhode Island Press. Okay. And he was like, he's like, yeah, I got to be honest. He's like, I'm the perfect example of someone of like proof that like. You can be like not that creative, but just have a ton of drive and a ton of ambition and, and still like rise to the top and stuff like that. I'm like, that's really interesting to say that. Right. Um, from, from like at that time, from that from, position. From yeah. that position, exactly. Um, I, I guess when you said, oh, I'm going to these Rhode Island Press Awards, I thought it would be like a situation like where it's all old people with like white hair and they all have like super starched tuxedo shirts on. Um, and then like, you know, you trip and pull a guy's cummerbund off and his shirt like rolls up like in a Tom and Jerry cartoon. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. That's kind of what I pictured this event being, which, which I, you know, I realized there's no way it could be like that because Rhode Island press is not exclusively old white people. Yes. Oh no. It's, it wasn't right. like that at all. Really? Um, I mean, there were a lot of, there were like a, many older people there, but it's a lot of, here's the thing, it's writers though. Yeah. Those people, the people you're talking about don't tend to be super right. interested in expressing themselves in any creative ways. Right. But this is all writers and photographers. Yeah. Um, and people who are doing the layouts and all that stuff. So it was really cool, really fun experience and everyone was really nice. And uh, it was funny because we had, we had like dinner there and like I didn't really eat that much that day. And like the dinner was like, I first of all, I barely got any appetizers, which really Ugh, pissed me off. What the heck? And I was like, I have an idea. 
you know, we were sitting at our table for Providence Media, and I'm like, can I go up to one of the waiters or waitresses, and can I say, like, hey, like, uh, the people from our table, we kind of got here late. We didn't really get any of the appetizers. Are there any appetizers left over in the back? Like, this is when the meal was being served. Right. And see if they would just bring out plates of extra appetizers. Can't hurt to ask. Well, what do you think? You think uh, there, there's more appetizers? Probably. Yeah. Right? Sure. But I, I couldn't work up the balls to do uh, it. I get it. Um, but still, fun time. But afterwards, I was like, man, we should celebrate. Let's get something good. And it was kind of late. And that was your Burger King night. <laughs> no, that was my... I, I wanted like a dessert thing, like something. But it was late. Nothing was open that we could think about. So I went to Antonio's Pizza, Pizza by the Slice, Thayer Street, Providence. And I got two Sicilian slices. Wow. Do you ever get the Sicilian? Uh, yeah, every once in a while. I think... Yeah, I was, I was like, I never see Brad get these. But these seem like a Brad pizza. It's so good. I feel like the last time I went to Thayer Street, I got one. Oh, it's so yeah. good. The Sicil. Woo! Anyway. um, But yeah, so... uh. We had a really good night. It was really, really fun. Nice. And um, I'm glad it went well. Yeah. Gina looked all attractive and yeah, you it's, know. It's, it's what she does. Uh-huh. It's, it's kind of her whole gimmick. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yesterday you were like, you were gonna come over. Remember when you came over? I do. And then me and Gina were sitting in the chair and I started like grabbing her butt. And she's like, let's go upstairs. And I'm like that. I'm like, no, this is before you came over. Okay. I'm like, let's go upstairs. I'm like, Brad's gonna be here in five minutes. And she's like, Well, we got five minutes. And I was like, dicks and i'm like you know hopping out of what my pant leg and throwing my socks like brad thought covid was here <laughs> i'm like making that up as a thing that you think about yeah brad COVID. stopped wearing socks because of covid <laughs> yeah, yeah i was like oh can we make it in time for brad and then you know things were happening and i heard the door open wasn't brad you weren't there yet and we made it just in time for you when you when you brought walked in with that fish that you brought me i'm so honored <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I had to stop to catch that fish. <laughs> Brad went to my parents' house and brought me some baked fish. Thank you for that. You're welcome. It was okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't take any uh, umbrage. Ownership. Yeah, it's, it wasn't wasn't my fish to yes. uh, to take pride in. True. I hear you. Um, but yeah, so that's pretty much you know what our lives have been recently. And then we were talking about this the other day. It was a funny thing. We thought we'd bring it up in the podcast. It doesn't have to be a huge discussion. But it was funny because Brad was talking about how he read this article about this rapper named Little Dicky, yeah. who has a show called Dave on FX. And now I don't know anything about the rapper, the show, the man. I don't know anything about it. I've heard a lot of good things about Dave, the show. Right. But I don't really, you know, I've never watched it. So I don't really even know the tone. But Brad was like, oh, yeah, I read this article about this guy. They were like, he's, the article made it seem like the guy was a dick. Yeah. And he did a song with Chris Brown, who was a dick. And it was funny because when Gina and I were in New York last week, she was like, why does anyone still support Chris Brown or like him? And I'm like, I don't know. It seems really weird. I mean, people still support R. Kelly, so. Yeah, but R. Kelly is, like, most of it is hot water for R. Kelly, I'd say. But there's not as much. I mean, I guess it's not really the same thing. I mean, R. Kelly's on trial right now. That's what I mean. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. And Chris Brown is just, like, out there living his life. Yeah. They are different things. Okay. Yes. Um. But I am like, yeah, Chris Brown, he, like, he publicly beat like a, another like star. And all those pictures came out. I'm like, yeah, it's weird that people support him. It is weird. And then Brad was like, oh, yeah, this guy, Little Dicky, like, you know, this thing. They said he did this song. And you said something about the per what the person in the article said. And it just struck me as weird and misleading. It was right. about the fact that the, it said, it's a, the article said something like, 
they use this song as an excuse for to show that little Dickie wants to say the N-word and it has showed white people everywhere that they're allowed to say it. Something like that. Yeah. Very similar to that. And I was like, you know what? That sounds like bullshit fake journalism to me. And I can tell I can sniff it out because I have a I'm, I'm a, by the way. This podcast has an award-winning journalist as half of it now. It does. It so, does. So how about that? Also, I passed the state conflict of interest law training this week. So <laughs> looks like we, we have equally <laughs> impressive certificates. So I was like, that sounds like... I, I could just tell from the way that it was written on the on the page, the words. Right. And I looked it up. And uh, so Lil Dicky did a song with Chris Brown, the guy we were talking about. Right. And in the song, it's called Freaky Friday. And they switch places. And the joke of the song is that Chris Brown is like very, very famous. Yes. And he's like, uh, in the song, he's like cool. And Little Dicky is not nearly as famous and people don't really like him that much and stuff. Right. And so the, the beginning of the song is mostly Little Dicky is in Chris Brown's body. It's just right. played by Chris Brown and sung by Chris Brown. And they do say the N-word, but it has nothing to do with Little Dicky saying it. It's not really a thing. Right. It's just a little throwaway joke. The idea that any white person would watch Chris Brown saying it in that video and think that they're allowed to say it is ludicrous and a, and, at, and at the very least an incredible stretch. And then the video goes to a verse with Little Dicky with, you know, Chris Brown is supposedly inside him and he's complaining about the fact that he's Little Dicky. And, you know, at the end, the video goes into a place where, like, I think Little Dicky becomes Ed Sheeran and then he becomes DJ Khaled yeah. and then he becomes Kendall Jenner. I think so. Right. And we watch the video, and at first, we're, you know, we, we realize, of course, that the, the N-word thing is kind of bullshit that the article made up. And then me and Brad had a big fight about the fact that in the article, the guy kind of just presented these fictional arguments against Little Dicky. But that's kind of beside the point. The Little Dicky thing is almost a side note to what the main thing we thought right. about. We watched the video, and we're like, this is really, really funny. Yeah. Like, it's very well executed. It feels closer to a Lonely Island video right. that would be on SNL than it does to an actual, you know, serious hip hop music video. Right. A lot closer to comedy. And the way it's shot, the verses, the way it progresses, the conclusion with those moments where he gets into right. Ed Sheeran, DJ Khaled, all stuff. It's really perfectly plotted out in terms of comedy. And we're like, wait a minute. We think this is so well done. But it's Chris Brown. Right. And it's and this is a really interesting thing because we don't have any, like Brad and I, I mean, I guess I'll just speak for me. I don't even know any Chris Brown songs nope. before this. No. So I hear there's a rapper named Chris Brown. He beat up Rihanna. Here are the pictures. He's a dick. I'm just like, oh, yeah, Chris Brown. That guy sucks, right? Yep. And um, oh, Mark Norman's calling me. I can't answer it right now. But um, I, uh, I was like, I feel conflicted about thinking this song is funny now yeah. obviously i'm not buying an album purchasing a ticket buying a t-shirt i'm not doing anything i'm just watching this on youtube i'm one of millions of views and i was like man this is really weird you bought chris brown a gift card for miller's <laughs> famous <laughs> sandwiches. sandwiches yeah oh it's man. uh so what do you think it's it's tough you know i, I think for years 
not just we, but other people have been struggling with the idea of what do you do with good work done by problematic people, whether that's people who loved Harry Potter and then J.K. Rowling's stance about, uh, you know, trans women yeah, yeah, not, yeah. not being real women. Yeah. Uh, stance that we disagree with. Yeah. Uh, to put it mildly. I like, does that take away our enjoyment from the books that she's written? Uh, or even uh, something as simple as all right, Alex Akis from Everclear. We talked about this with Matt Kelly on an episode of the podcast. All right, Alex Akis, not a nice person. Oh, I don't kind of, this. kind of, yeah. He's 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 famously kind of a dick. But like, I love Sparkle and Fade, one of my favorite albums. Oh, see the uh, and 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 you know, and then that goes on. Woody Allen or Roman Polanski or Michael or, Jackson, uh, right? All these people who did problematic things, but also created art that appealed to a lot of people and meant a lot to a lot of people. How do you separate the artist from the art? And it's really weird, especially when you know the artist first, like because with, right, with, right. with Michael, Michael Jackson okay, yeah. wrote thriller mm -hmm. before any of the, the mm -hmm. terrible, terrible news broke. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, Sparkling Fade came out before anyone knew about it. You know, Roman Polanski had all these movies before. Right, right, Woody right. Allen had all this stuff before. Bill Cosby had all this great work before. Right. But with Chris Brown, at least for you and I, mm -hmm. we knew he was a uh, a problematic individual mm -hmm. that he had terrible behavior mm -hmm. before we heard this one piece of his art. Yeah. So how does that affect it? If you if you. Mm, if if you know the person is bad, um, before that you get to the good art, versus you right. get the good art first. It's weird too because I will say this. Let, let me see if this is part of this. You have to take all these things as as individual things. You can't be like Chris Brown and Woody Allen. They're just in the same camp. Yeah, this guy and this guy. So that's a big part of it. Yep. Is how do you feel about the individual stuff? I have really, 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 really low tolerance for violence. Yeah. I don't like violence. Like, if I see you kick a puppy, I'm not kidding. I could, like... You'd throw dirt in my eyes. I'm not kidding. I could piss in your face. Anything, I, yeah. I think it's time to piss in your fucking face. All right. Well, don't point at me when you say it. I didn't kick a puppy. Uh, who knows what you did? Um, anyway. Uh, you know what? A mouse died in my house last night. <laughs> I was night. thinking about that. Yes. <laughs> I was thinking about that. My uh, My cat. Took care of a mouse. I that, don't know why you're living with mice. It's just weird. Not, 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 not anymore. I'm not. Well, okay. I was living with a mouse <laughs> and a cat. Yeah. Um, T Tom caught Jerry. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, but no, so that so I you know I really don't like violent stuff, um, and of course like you know, to be honest, I don't really know that much about Woody Allen, but I do think he's it's bizarre like what I know. Yes. Yeah. But everything is kind of case by case in terms of that. Then, so that's case by case, right. is your personal judgment about certain people that are pieces of shit. Yeah. And, you know, let's go with, in terms of current people who are dicks, everyone pretty much agrees that Harvey Weinstein is a dick. Yes. Right? Do you think less people think that Harvey Weinstein's a dick than Cosby? I think, I think, I think, I'm sorry, do you think more people? I think more people do. Yeah. I think that Cosby has some weird standout supporters that are like, he never would do that. Right? right? Yes. So everyone thinks Weinstein's a dick. Then you have a million other celebrities that did dickish things. Right. Down to Rose, uh, Roseanne tweeted a thing. Yeah. Right? And that's which is really different than sexual assault. Yes. Or or punching someone or right. whatever. Or this person said a thing like JK Rowling. And so you have that which is already case by case. 
Then you have what's their relationship to the work. Yes. And I think that that's kind of case by case. Right. Like, and I, I don't know, you know, this is just me talking out loud, so maybe I'm going to put my own foot in my mouth. Who knows? But like Michael Jackson to Thriller, is that different than Bill Cosby to Bill Cosby doing new stand-up? I think it is. I think it's a different relationship. Mm. Do you think Roseanne, how about this, J.K. Rowling right. to Harry Potter is not the same as Bill Cosby to Bill Cosby doing stand-up, even though that is the art they make. Right, right. They're, they're creating it. They're one, one presenting is, it. Yeah. One is more way more personal. Right. One is way more this is me. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. And think about this. I got a weird one for you. Okay. You ready for this? Yeah. Quit you pointing at me. <laughs> I'm going to piss right in your fucking face. I didn't kick any puppies. I'm just mad. But uh, so listen. J.K. Rowling. Yes. Harry Potter series. Yep. Right? Let's say she figured out uh, a story with a lot of fun twists and turns. Sure. She figured out a world that had a lot of fun moments and mystical things and yep. happy things to bring people in. And she figured out kind of a formula to getting all these people to be interested in these characters and following through the years, right? Okay. Now, let's say there's a mathematician and this person figured out a new formula that is like helpful in math in the same way that E equals MC squared. I don't even know what that means. But you can fi- can you have like a, pr- can you do that? Can you figure out a new formula? First of all, energy equals mass times the speed of light squared. That's, okay, so yeah. let's say there's a mathematician that figures that out. Yeah, it was Einstein. Okay, what if you found out? Yeah, like, oh just boy. hear me out. Yep. Einstein, here's what he did. Oh, boy. Fucked a puppy. Whoa, no! Kicked Rihanna. Whoa, how was he alive at the same time? <laughs> he pissed in Michael Jackson's victim's face. Oh, in the victim's face. I don't like that. He fingered Harvey Weinstein's mom, which made her happy. So okay. she was, we, right, that's right. positive. So let's, let's, let's remove that finger. No, yeah. no, no. That's, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Did a million terrible things. Way worse than everybody. Yep. Do you still subscribe to his... To his, uh, I still believe that energy equals mass times the speed of light squared. That's what I'm wondering. And how different is the story writing? How different is the formula? I think I think art is different than science. Yeah, but it's not. Don't you think it's 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 a different? Don't you think it is? There is a relationship to those things. Like if someone says, "I'm Tom Lennon," and I wrote this movie, this movie, this movie, this movie, and I wrote Herbie the Love Bug. Okay, something like that. Is that right? Yes. We read we read a book by Tom yeah. Lennon about script writing. I think he yeah. wrote the new script writing. Uh, yeah. Lindsay Lohan, white 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 bug, white car. Yeah, it's a love bug. Oh, it is a love yeah, bug. So. He yeah. wrote that. Yeah, for Herbie, fully loaded. There you go. There Thank you. Go. Yes. Fully loaded. Thank you. He writes that after writing all these other things that he's a little bit more closely aligned with. Okay. Don't you look at him writing that as a little bit more about like this guy knows storytelling and he's using the stuff that he knows. In the same way that someone would use for like formulas for other things, okay. Do you think that? Yeah, I guess. What if someone? I, I think about Dan Harmon's story structure. Sure. Yes. What if you use that? Is it really that different than figuring out a scientific formula or something that's a little bit more factual? Like, yes, you're you're creating I'll, stuff. I'll, I'll say this: you can you can take the story structure. Like, I I could take Dan Harmon's story structure and not write a Dan Harmon story. Right. Oh, I have, how about this, though? B- because the artist let's say, is, is going into it. Let's say this. And right. Brad doesn't actually have a strong opinion on uh, on J.K. Einstein? Rowling. Okay. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not purporting yeah. that you do. Let's say you love Harry Potter. I do. Right? Yeah. Then J.K. Rowling says these things. Ooh, right? Yeah. Okay, Trans-exclusionary, like, huh. radical now I feminist. Say, now I say, Brad, do you still like Harry Potter? Let's say your answer is, I don't know. Yeah. Right? I go, do you think it's a good story? 
Yeah. That now what? Right. You can't say no. Right. You no. can't say I don't think it's a good story anymore. Yeah. I don't think Roseanne's a good show anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't and it's it's really tough to struggle with. You know, I mean, I guess it's it's weird because I think some people would probably dumb it down to, well, it's, it has to do with how much you support them. Right. So if but, Bill Cosby comes out with a new hour next year and you download it off of Torrance on the Pirate yep, Bay, yep. is that okay to laugh at that because you're not giving him anything by right. it? Is that okay? Or if you if you hear an old bit of his, right. you know, or if, you, if you've already owned the CD or yeah. whatever, and you listen to it and like... He's still a good storyteller. Still funny. Oh yeah, it's weird. And uh, I mean, the the bits where he has where he's like, and then you bring the women home and you give them the wine. And they, and <laughs> does he like, does, he does no, do, he does. He does. He does something like that. Oh jeez, he does about Spanish Fly. That's oh, like a new I, thing that uh, came out. That, yeah. Well, not new, but people yeah, I don't like that. brought it up. Yeah, uh, which I don't even know if Spanish Fly is real. It's not. And uh, it's 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 tough because like. It's still funny. Like you, that's you, know, the, that's you, you still have these positive memories associated with these yeah. things. And then I think you're like, all right, well, I, I didn't know about the problematic behavior. Now I do. Yeah. So that changes my relationship to supporting them materially going forward. Sure. And 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 you know, everybody's everybody draws a different line as to what's okay and what's right, not exactly. okay. Exactly. Yes. That's uh, part of you know, this too. I, I read uh, it's it's weird because I read J.K. Rowling wrote The Casual Vacancy yes. uh, after Harry Potter, but before any of her comments came to light. And uh, I didn't really like it. Mm-hmm. And then it was recently like I was recently teased by a friend for not liking it. And I'm like, I don't like I just didn't I didn't think it was interesting. I didn't think it was yeah. good. I didn't care what was going on. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, we're on Goodreads. She gave it five stars. I had given it two. And she's like, this review is wrong, Brad. And I'm like, well, wow. I, you know, it's a. Uh, but it was, you know, it's not because, I don't know. It, yeah, it has nothing to do with her transformative right. comments. Right. Yeah, that's really, it's a really interesting thing. I mean, um, trying to think. It's like, I don't, I got to be honest. So Okay, so here's actually a great example. All right. Here's a great example. We're talking about Einstein. Yep. We're talking about uh, Cosby. Yep. Formulas. You know how you just said the formula thing? You're like, well, it's not the same. Yeah. Harvey Weinstein producing a movie. That's a formula. Yeah. That's that's not artistic. He's not right. being artistic. No, he's he's not. not. He's not. Right. That's him saying, I think this movie is worth funding and maybe, you know, helping like say like, well, maybe this person, whatever it is. Right. Um, him producing a movie is pretty much the same as just this is a the function of a job. Right. As opposed to a creator like pulling something out of their heart and presenting it to the right. world. So that's the type of thing where it's like, well, but although I guess, you know. No one's saying like like what did he produce? He probably did he produce like Pulp Fiction or something? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, no one's no one's like well now I don't like Pulp Fiction because right. Harvey Weinstein produced. Right. I don't think anyone's that ridiculous. Although you know, didn't weren't, weren't there uh, rumors and murmurs of of Tarantino and non consensual foot stuff? Non consensual foot stuff? Yeah, I thought there was some non consensual stuff in Tarantino's past. I don't know if it was non consensual foot stuff. I, I know there was foot stuff involved. I think it was like. He put Uma Thurman in a dangerous position oh, maybe with driving that. the car. Okay, remember? And she was yeah. complaining about it, but yeah. then there's footage and she actually crashed. Right. And it was like she was like, "I felt uncomfortable." Blah blah. blah. Yeah. I don't think it was sexual stuff. Okay. I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I don't pay attention to all this stuff. But, um, yeah, it's really, really interesting, and it's really weird to be like, I don't know. I mean, I I don't know about Roman Polanski's new stuff, Woody Allen's new. St- you know what right. I mean, I don't really have a relationship to that stuff. It's tough though, like 
I th- I think it's weird to be like I don't like thriller anymore. Right. I can't really get into that mindset. But if you said I'm uncomfortable watching Bill- the the Cosby Show because it's, this is so fake and I right. find all this stuff to be so um, disingenuous now when he actually represented this person, I I re- I relate way more to that feeling. Right. Where it's like, well, this person was presenting this public persona and they've kind of proved themselves to be antithetical to that yeah. like that 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 I, I i do understand that yeah but jk rowling being like kind of a transphobe and whatever she is and and also like it seems like it almost seems like her views are a little bit confused right yes, yes. it's like i don't know what that has to do with the, the wizarding world of harry potter you know what i mean yeah that that's it feels too far apart yeah. for me i think that that's part of it i think if she's like like if she what if she was writing about like let's say she was a transphobe, and she's writing about, uh, uh, you know, something that has to do with people who didn't she have a book about where where? Well, I'm just saying like, like this this, but that's not what we're talking about, right? Right. Like that's that's not the thing that she brought to the world that everybody loves, right? Let's say she wrote a book about that, a book series about that, that was huge, and then she made these comments that could pepper your feelings towards it more than a book that's like, well, this is made for children and families right. and. It's about wizards and witches and stuff yeah. like that. But it is weird. The Chris Brown thing is definitely a new one for me. Yeah. It's a new wrinkle for me. Being because, like, wow, this is so great. Yeah, They did such a good job writing this and executing it. And everything about it is amazing. Yeah, And I'm like, oh. I mean, I will say <clears throat> it does put some distance between a new thing from a new artist to me. Right. Like that song, if that was a new Lonely Island song, I probably would add it to like my playlist. Right. I didn't add it to my playlist yeah. because I'm not invested. However, if time goes on and I get more into Little Dicky, will I add it to my playlist or Maybe. will Chris Brown beat me away? He beat me away. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, we watched the video one time on YouTube, so uh, I hope Chris Brown enjoys the one-tenth of one-tenth of one-tenth of a cent. Oh, please. It's the, so much less than that. Yeah, it's no. so much less than yeah. that. It's got to be like point zero zero eight of point zero zero eight of yeah. point zero. I will say so. Then I heard about um, you know in your your article that was erroneous at best. They mentioned uh, save that money. Yeah, I watched that video. Right, awesome. Yeah, it starts. It's him and, going and that's up. Chris Brown is not affiliated. No, with no, that, this is just yes. Little Dicky. Yeah. That was awesome. And then it just came up on YouTube because it saw me looking this stuff up, and it was basically a scene from the show Dave, mm-hmm. where Little Dicky and his girlfriend. He's like messing around with like uh, vocal, what's it called, um, auto tune stuff, yep. and he's going doing it over a beat. And she's like, "Come on, we have to go to the party." And he's talking to her in it, and she comes in, and he's making her do it, and they're joking around and doing it. Right. And then I assume they break up at some point, and then they're showing that at the end of the season. But he's listening to it as a song and going through their relationship, and it has Oof. to do with moments. And I was like, "This is pretty damn good." Yeah. Well, I, I, you know, I, yeah. I, I, I like, I, like I said, I've only heard good things about Dave the right. show, but um. Yeah, it was really strange to deal with like new great thing from a guy you know and think is a dick. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, I haven't dealt with this yet. I've definitely dealt with like, I like this person. Are they a dick? Or even something like Thriller. Right. Which is weird because like Thriller is this great big song, but don't you feel a lot of distance between your heart and Thriller? I absolutely do, yes. I mean, same thing with like fucking Don't Stop Believing and in these monstrous songs. Right. It's not like you're like, man. I'm so personally connected because yeah. it's it's too old for us. You know what I mean? We're not really, they're too big. They're too big to be personally yeah. connected to. Um, so I still feel the same way about Thriller or whatever. But 
Yeah, the idea of new thing by new guy or you know newish guy right. who is a piece of shit is is a really interesting thing to deal with. Yeah, yeah, it was funny. It was funny because I've never felt conflicted like that before. Right. I get you. I and if if uh, folks out there, if you guys have opinions, uh, send us an email, chuckandbrad at gmail dot com, or find the email link through chuckandbradpodcast.com. We'd love to uh, hear how you reason through these things or rationalize yeah. them or, or if, if it affects you at all. If you know, if you want to know about Chuck's troubled past, if you're yeah. like if you're like, wow, somebody, you know, I, I really dislike people who gave themselves an enema on school property. Oh shit. Pooped all over a driveway. Listen. But you still support the Chuck and Brad podcast. I've learned so much since then. Yeah, that's true. Um but uh yeah I will say this is this is funny because it's not a normal episode of our no, podcast. No, it's no. just like for the past week, like I've been editing like crazy on the yep. new Toho project with Tell Him Steve Dave and just working and working and working and you know, we just didn't get to do that much. Nope. Um but yeah, man, that was fun. I had a lot of fun this time. Yeah, me too. I, I'm glad we like were, were caught do. up on emails. Yeah. Caught up on emails is a big deal. Feels good. And if you want to write us, Chuck and Brad gmail.com, like Brad said. Yes. Um, we appreciate uh, all y'all for listening and uh, and and just hanging out with us and uh, giving us a reason to to keep coming back to these uh, really stinky microphones. They oh just smell God. so bad. Never washed. Oh, Never yeah. washed these microphones. Um, yeah. We appreciate each and every one of you. Yes, that's all I've got. That's all I got. Deuces. Never thought my home could ever feel so empty. Turn the lights off, shut the door. Our fire has grown cold. You fought for us too gently. You threw the battle while I was ready for war. And if this moment's our last one. Smoke it down to the filter They all say I should move on They all say I should never let you in again But, oh no, oh no I'm leaving the light on Well, I'm leaving the door unlocked Calling you home I'm not letting you go Stumbled through the years We never stopped to wonder Where the road turns Or when it ends You packed up all my hope Our future's six feet under Stop the pulse After life begins If this moment's our last one down to the filter They all say I should move on They all say I should give up on your ghost But I say Oh no, oh no I'm leaving the light on I'm leaving the 
never even saw you coming It ends like it began On a desolate road A love story stuck in reverse Our baby steps have taken us worlds apart The bumps in the road have started Proving to be truer than your promise Tell me If this moment's our last one I'll smoke it down to the filter They all say I should move on They all say that I've got to go on and keep strong But oh no, oh no, I'm leaving the light on I'm leaving the door unlocked I'm calling you home Not letting you go, 